but I'm always looking back on the stuff that's really worked. It's usually a fairly simple idea, well executed. Um, and it may be quite complex beneath the sea, the surface, but it's, it, but it's very simple in terms of its, its execution back to consumers. And it, and, and that makes a difference. And I think sometimes we sort of lose that with, you know, we want, we want to make it more, more complicated with the back end and how we deliver things rather than necessarily just getting something that works for a consumer and works effectively. Jobs in ad tech. If you're looking for a new role in the industry, there's only one place to go. Free job listing for all recruiters and talent acquisition managers until September. Go to jobsinadtech.com today. Jobs in ad tech. Hello and welcome to the Shiny New Object Podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of Automated Creative. We are a creative effectiveness ad tech platform, but today we are doing a podcast and I am here in Cannes uh, with Paul Wright, who is head of Uber Advertising in the UK. Paul, thanks so much for inviting me to your fancy villa. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, hi there, Tom. Um, thank you for inviting me. Um, onto this podcast it's great um so a little bit about me i've a fairly long career in advertising um started at sky when it first started years ago um and has been in digital since about late 90s um worked with a couple of startups including one of my own which we sold and uh i've worked across some interesting tech companies including apple and amazon and uh joined uber about six months ago so in terms of your career and your nine million different employers you've had <laughs> you can see on your on Paul's LinkedIn. What has been your biggest screw up, your biggest face palm moment that at the time you were like bright red with embarrassment and shame, but now you look back on it, you're glad it happened. Uh yeah, my biggest I, I think it's this there was a moment I so I was working for a startup and we'd raised um a hundred million dollars and uh, we went into administration rather rapidly two years later. It was a sports business and we went to bust on the first day of the World Cup, which is a pretty spectacular way to go. So I think everyone was like looking, going, What the hell happened there? And then uh the germ of an idea came out with me and a couple of uh, three of my team members to come up with a a business which we created which was an ad network um but an ad network focused around working with sports rights holders who um as you can probably appreciate pretty complex because they've got very complex relationships with commercial um uh, companies outside of what they do online so we came up with a model and then that model turned into a business that business turned into about seven million dollar turnover and we sold it four years later so yeah really tough time with administration and you know being kicked out but turned it around and that team did really well and over the years you've worked alongside lots of different marketing operations and what's the best thing you've learned what's your top tip that you find yourself always sharing or passing on yeah this is it's interesting i think um particularly over the last few years i think there's a sort of um there's a lot of complexity in what we do um, with data and all those things. But I think we're, I'm always looking back on the stuff that's really worked. It's usually a fairly simple idea, well executed. Um, and it may be quite complex beneath the sea, the surface, but it's, it, but it's very simple in terms of its, its execution back to consumers. And it, and, and that makes a difference. And I think sometimes we sort of lose that with, 
you know, we want we want to make it more more complicated with the back end and how we deliver things rather than necessarily just getting something that works for a consumer and works effectively. So we're now going to move on to your shiny new object, which is context and attention in marketing in 15 minutes. <laughs> so, so context and attention doesn't sound like that much of a shiny new object, but why are you passionate about that now? Why have you chosen that? I mean, yeah, Tom, I could have come in here and talked about AI, but, but we're not going to do that today. I think, um, again, it goes back to this thing about complexity. I think if you think about consumer experience now in a digital environment and, and non-digital environment, we are showing ads to them in many, many ways. But the thing that really matters, and I've seen this throughout my career, actually, with a lot of companies I've worked with, where ads work effectively when the context is really spot on. So, um, one of the things I remember years ago at Sky, we were debating whether we would ever put a center break into Sky movies. Um, so, you break up a movie by by putting a break, an ad break in there. And we decided that was the wrong thing because that would have created the rather be the wrong thing to do from a, a consumer perspective because their context was that they were buying Sky Movies as a pay channel and the idea of us breaking it up with advertising sort of went against that. We did place advertising and Sky still does at the beginning and end of movies. Um, so that was that was one thing. And then I've, I, again, at other places I've seen, you know, the greater, the, the better the context, the, the better it works. And I think, you know, so we've seen some, some stuff all the way through to what we do at Uber in terms of getting it the right time, right place. Um, and then that comes with attention. And I think the big challenge with a lot of digital businesses now is, you know, the desire for revenue sometimes over, overlooks the consumer experience. And then you end up with, you know, multiple ads on the same page or the same app and it just gets in the way and then the consumer is going to switch off. But if you can come up with something that says, right, here's some simple solutions or sim a simple way of playing it out, People will spend the time there, but if the context is right, then that's even better. So if you're going to serve an ad to someone, you know where they're going, that's helpful. Um, it's better than just serving ads randomly across across the internet. So we, we've got to get back to a little bit about what the original, I think a lot of the original advertising um, work that was done when media sort of became a thing was always about getting the context right. Um, and that get, creates attention and that creates benefit to the brand. This episode of the Shiny New Object podcast is brought to you in partnership with Madfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So how are you guys doing it? How are you using Uber's data, Uber's technology to serve ads with the right context? So what we do with the uh, so we've got two parts to our business and I'll talk predominantly in this case about uh, both, both actually have relevance. Um, so the first one is in the right side of the business, we serve ads to people, um, in the app 
as they're progressing through their connecting with the driver and all the way through to the end of the journey. And with that, we're very careful with what data we use, but simple data like um, where someone's going, what time of day it is, that type of thing is very, very powerful. So we've run campaigns with music um, labels where they've been targeting people who've been at, we've dropped off at a music venue in the last three months. And that proved incredibly effective, very high engagement rates and so over two minutes engagement rates and very high um, click rates, which would suggest a good engagement from the consumer. But it's a very, uh, but it's also a very clean environment. On the eat side, there's a different model, but it's it works the same principle. Is that most people come into Uber Eats knowing they want a delivery, but they don't know what they want. So therefore, again, context is the context is the user needs to un- be, be thinking about that. You know the user, you want to make sure that you, you can make a right offering to them so that the restaurant partners or the delivery convenience partners can go, hey, here we are, would you like to go with this brand or that brand? And that works again very well. Um, so, and we know, you know, where you are. So that's a location thing. So which restaurants should be there that you can see that, you know, you can get delivery from that type of thing. So again, is again, both of those work in very different ways, but are only quite simple, similar. But also in the ease environment, we have a thing called post checkout ads, which we're at the moment where you've made the order and you're waiting for the order to, to arrive. And that's contextually very important time because you're probably sitting there going, right, I've got my food coming or my other order coming. What am I going to do when it arrives? And therefore, we've had lots of success with brands who want to, you know, push people to watch a movie or a video clip or whatever else happens to be from that to, to kill that time or to fill the time after the arrival, the delivery comes. So, odd kind of sales question here, I guess, like what are the objections to this? that you get because it makes a lot of sense to me right so you've you as you say you've got time of day you've got uh location sort of direction or destination sorry and the fact they've been to a music venue they probably like music so let's give them a music ad what where's the where's the kind of sticking point where when does it not land um well i think there's two things one is uh i think we just have to we're very early stages so we don't know what probably doesn't you know, what works and what doesn't work in that, that purest way because we've got lots of people testing stuff and we're learning all the time. Um, I think the challenge will be, you know, as we grow and the question is always one of what happens as you run, run more of these things on, on the platform, we haven't seen any drop-off in performance. So that can often happen and so I've seen that happen in other platforms before where in early stage you get very high engagement but not afterwards um, and then I think we obviously from a measurement and delivery perspective have to make sure that we're working effectively with the relevant parties in the industry to make sure we're doing all the right things there because we want to do that and then the final thing is we're always very careful with our data usage so we want to make sure that we do always the right thing and uh, we've taken some decisions, you know, to have our data policies on our website, but we've taken decisions about what we will allow, what we won't allow. And I think the great thing about being a business like us is we're not an ad business in pure sense, obviously. We are a de- delivery mobility company, and uh, therefore we can make those decisions perhaps a bit easier. But we've made a very clear, this is how we're going to do stuff, and we're not going to vary from that. been the 
most creative use of the platform that you're most proud of or what's your like killer case study where you're, 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 you're like look look how great this is I think we've got a uh, well, we, in in Europe we've got a couple of really good examples I mean I think we're running one at the moment where we're um, targeting tourists in London because we can uh, we can identify how what, what people where people's sort of home destination base is and that's proven very effective very simple uh, but it's very difficult to break out tourists within any other environment because obviously there's lots of people in London so how do you know who's a tourist or not but we do um, I think also we had well there's there's a couple of things about where their account was set up that is an indicator and also um, we use a, a principle called primary city so most people have a city where they do most of their uber drive usage which is also indicator place that they might well, well live so we've got we use that type of setup to make it work um, and then we've got another campaign we did with warner music for ed sheeran um, and that one was a very interesting model because it was targeted at people who went to music venues. And it was around the weekend of the launch of the new album. Um, very effective, very high click rate, uh, just under 3% click rate, I believe, and um, very high engagement time. Both of those are very good, simple examples of how we can use you know, effective data and context to really drive drive success so who do you look up to outside of your business that you think is commandeering context in a successful way who 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 do you think is serving you ads where you're like oh you've made a really good example of that or is it a case that context really is is ignored and it's just a case of volume and hit and hope <laughs> i don't know I, yeah I, I i think i i personally my personal experience is i always like moments where someone there's something there that it comes through and you're like oh that's good i'm i'm sort of into that it doesn't happen very often maybe because you know I've, I've been doing this a long time um so i don't think i i do think you know this the simplicity thing i think is the thing that i'm always most most appealing appealed by when when i i see a single ad just nicely presented in a format i mean the one I mean, there's a, it's a bit of context, but it's also the British Airways one that won the can iron, which was with Uncommon. That was quite an interesting, um, approach of context as well. So good locations, but also the, 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 the choices. Why are you flying with British Airways? That was quite an interesting one that appealed to me for some reason. Um, because I think it recognized that it's not just about this of, gloss of flying somewhere but what what is your reason for your journey which i thought was quite that sort of you know that's always that's a human context rather than a a brand context perhaps because my my view on this is that years ago i did uh, a stand-up comedy course right and i that wasn't very funny unfortunately Um, apart from that i went really well but there, there was a line in the training that said if they're thinking they're not laughing so if someone's on stage and they're saying a joke and you're having to process it as opposed to just involuntarily laughing. And I think that's what advertising should be like. If it, and I know we're a bit we're a bit scarred because we work in the industry. So we, you know, we see the 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 thing that surrounds it. But I think it, from a consumer thing, they they shouldn't see an Ed Sheeran ad. They should think, I like Ed Sheeran, I'm gonna click on that thing. And it, as soon as you think about the ad that you're looking at, then then it's toast. 
but you should just respond to it. If it's, a, it's an awareness thing, it should just go in and build that memory structure. If it's a consideration thing, whack it in a basket or buy it or whatever it is. But No, I, I'd agree. I think that's what we we saw. I mean, right time, right place, so critical with no thinking. Oh, that's good. I like music. I, I'm going to click here. I'm going to listen or, uh, you know, I'm interested in this new show on the streaming platform x or y you know i want to go and test it out those types of things make a huge difference so unfortunately we're at the end of the podcast now so if someone wants to get in touch with you to talk about context and attention and advertising how where's the best place to get in touch and, and what makes a good outreach message to you well email email and linkedin for me um a good outreach email is generally not a sales pitch um because I, I get quite a few of those as you might expect um, but some interest, just someone being interesting, interested in having a conversation about stuff and then taking it from there. Um, because there's always, there's, there's some great ideas, but they often get, they, they often, particularly on LinkedIn, but generally they get lost in translation when someone's trying to do a sales page. Well, thank you so much for your time and enjoy the rest of the festival. Hi. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the Shiny New Object Podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called these days, or whichever podcast provider you use. We're an indie podcast, so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels. That would just be fantastic. If you haven't got time, that's also cool. And yeah, if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also, if possible, don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love to hear your feedback uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything. I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.